0: what's up ascenders this is the Ascend show and i'm your host brian henry this is part two of my interview with sean croxton here's what's coming up
1: when we raise our vibration what happens is we elevate ourselves to another level, reaching the vibration that we want to reach in order to match the vibration of whatever the thing is that you know that we want to bring into our lives. And so if you continue to use your imagination and continue to get yourself into the states, to the emotional state of the person who has already achieved that goal, you're gonna rewire your brain.
0: So if you haven't already, be sure to check out part one of my interview with Sean because what Sean and I spent our conversation discussing was his ebook, The One Percenter's Mind: Seven Steps to Beating Fear, Doubt, and Indecision and How to Get Anything You Want. And in part one of our interview, I Sean and I discussed the first few steps in this seven-step process. So to get the full effect of his process, it's important that you do um do hear about the the first few steps before you go into the last few that we'll be discussing here in episode two so you can listen to episode one at the following url it's www.ascendshow.com forward slash one and then after you guys check out that episode be sure to tune back into episode two where sean and i will discuss the last few steps of getting anything you want hope you guys enjoy the episode so, once we get over that fear or once we once we learn to to deal with it, I should say right because it it doesn't we don 't ever fully get over it um we we have to we have to flood ourselves with uh with the the desire and the visualization of what it is we're trying to to accomplish because not until we have that clarity will we ever will we really ever achieve what uh what I call our outer purpose what what our calling is what our gift that we are to give this world, um, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we we have to let that that consume us, right? Um, so you talk a lot about how we can how we can make that that thing important enough to us that we we actually grind day in day out to to achieve it. And a couple of the steps that that you have to doing so is is imagining, which we've talked about at length, and vibrating. Can you tell us a little bit about what the process
1: of vibrating is? Yeah. However, (laughs) I want to go back just a little bit. So – Like you said, you know, step two is to choose. You may have mentioned that before. I think we have to understand as human beings that our greatest power is our power to choose, to say, I don't like how things are working here. I choose to do something new. I choose to create something new for my life. I choose to, to focus on the faith over the fear. Right, Faith is a huge thing that I, I think that we're missing these days. We have to have faith in ourselves. We have to have faith that whatever we have decided is going to happen in our lives is going to happen. There may be bumps on the road. There may be twists. There may be turns. There may be 180s and 360s. There may be storms and hurricanes and all that stuff, but it doesn't matter because we never lose faith. So we've got to choose faith over the fear, although the fear is just going to hang or, is going to hang around for the ride. We have to decide. Here's the problem. People are terrible making decisions. I tell you, man, I go out to eat with people, and they will look at the menu for 15 minutes. And I'm like, dude, will you just pick something? Pick something. And that's a microcosm for their lives. You know, the way that you do anything is the way you do everything. If you can't pick an item off of a, a menu, you're gonna have hard, you're going to have a very hard time deciding what you want to do with your life. You know, we're afraid to make, you know, the, the wrong move. We're afraid to fail. We're afraid that we might look stupid. We're afraid that we might not like our meal. If you don't like the meal, okay, you didn't like it. The next time you come back to the restaurant, you order something different. It's just really that simple. And that's the only way that you're going to find out. You don't got to ask the waiter what they like or the server what they like and all that stuff. It's what do you like? Look at the menu and pick whatever you want. And here's the thing. Life has an unlimited, it's an infinite menu of things that you can do with your life. And there's infinite possibilities for your life. And the cool thing about it is that you have to, it's on you to decide what that is and to have faith in it so it can happen. So the word decide actually comes from a Latin word that I can't think of right now. And, but what it means literally is to cut off. So when you, you make a decision you are cutting yourself off from all other possibilities. Because if you don't do that, it's like getting into the car and you, you you don't know where you're going and there's nothing to punch into the GPS or to your Google Maps or whatever and you're just driving. You ever done that? Just driven? Yeah. There's- like there's... Yeah, and, and, and you just kind of just don't know where you're going. You're just driving. Now, some, some people can do that just for leisure, just for relaxation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're just in your car driving just to drive with no destination, you kind of get to the point where you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. You're serving like, no purpose. You're serving zero purpose. you got to punch something into the GPS. Mm Because if you don't punch something into the GPS, then the universe or infinite intelligence or God or spirit or the aliens, whoever you want to believe in, can't tell you how to get there. See, that's that's the problem that we're dealing with a lot these days. And this also comes from our childhood is where we had an idea of what we wanted to do what we wanted to create, and we told our parents about it. I don't hate parents at all. I've got parents myself. I'm just, just telling of like it is. And our parents would say, oh, my God, that's amazing that you want it. Uh, you want to do that, that like you want to create that. How are you going to do that? And you're just a little kid. And you go, I have no idea. And due to the fact that you don't know how you're going to do it, you go, oh, forget it. I can't do it. Why? Because I don't know how. Oh, and the thing is, the thing is, is that It's not your job to know how. Your job is to know the what. What do you want? Your job is to know the why. Why do you want it? And everything else just kind of unfolds. Mm -hmm. You got to push the destination into the GPS. The universe is Siri, and Siri tells you where to go. That's it. It just unfolds, and you have to have trust and faith that it's going to work out, and all these things, we'll talk about that when we get into vibration, all these things, all these synchronicities happen in your life, and you start to meet all these people, and different events start to happen in your life, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like, this is happening because this is exactly what I wanted. I can tell you synchronicity stories all day, but all these synchronicity stories that have happened in my life all began with one thing. I decided what it was that I wanted, mm-hmm. so we have to decide what that is, so we imagine We imagine what we want, and then we vibrate. So when we talked about thinking in the conscious mind, then those thoughts, those ideas go down into the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is where your feelings come from. Your subconscious mind is what gets you into that vibration. You know, you ever just feel really good? Mm -hmm. Brian, do you ever feel good when you're thinking bad thoughts?
0: Of course not.
1: You don't. And the reason why is because those thoughts are creating a vibration in your body. You think good thoughts, you get good vibrations, and you feel good. Feeling is just conscious awareness of the vibration that you're in. And have you ever met somebody, Brian, who is like, I talk about this in the book, who's really negative, and you might bump into them one day, and they tell you, all kind of negative stuff. They're like energy vampires. They lost their job. They broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend. They're getting kicked out of their apartment. They got into an accident. Uh, somebody robbed them. On and on. You're sitting there wondering, like, Oh my God, how is so much bad stuff happening to this person? It ever happened to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you also notice that this person, this energy vampire person, hangs out with other energy vampires. They attract each other. But then on the other hand, you might know someone who you bump into and there's all this amazing stuff going on. I got a new job. I got a new car. I'm doing yoga every day and did it in Pilates or whatever it might be and I'm traveling here. And these people, do they hang out with energy vampires?
0: No, they avoid them.
1: No, they stay away if they don't even attract that type of person. Like, energy vampires don't want to hang out with optimistic per- people. Optimistic people don't want to hang out with energy vampires. They just kind of do their own thing and they attract people who are like them. And that's what we do. Almost unconsciously, we vibrate on a level that attracts people to us who are on our vibration. And it doesn't just attract people, it attracts events and circumstances and goals and plans that are going to get us to where we want to go. So that's what I mean by by, by, vibration. And I'm sure there's people in the audience going, oh, that's BS. That's that weird stuff that we learned in that movie called The Secret and all that. This is real talk right here, backed by quantum physics, and I can't, I'm just now starting to study this quantum physics side of it it's fascinating, but this is just how it works mm-hmm. like attracts like and you see all of the time in your life
0: Alright. so what you speak about here, you speak about in the book, and it's called the, the law of attraction correct? Um, yes. what uh, what convincing, convincing points do you have to make to someone that may be skeptical that the law of of attraction exists?
1: I have nothing. Be skeptical. That's fine. I'm a skeptic myself. I am skeptical about every single thing I hear about. I got to find out if it's true or if it's not true. But at the same time, it's one thing to be skeptical. It's It's another thing to be full. And what I mean by full is that your cup of belief systems and conceptions and expectations and all that stuff, which you believe to be true, is full and there's nothing else to put in there. And so, you know, one thing that I recommend people do is empty out a little bit. You know, empty out and leave some space for something new. If not, then nothing is ever going to change in your life. Now, for me, when I learned about the secret back in like 2006, I took it to heart there's actually a scene in there that has my last name on the wall. Like, I was blown away. Like, I never see my last name anywhere. And I was like, whoa, this is like the universe or whatever talking to me. I made a vision board and did all that stuff. And I truly believe that that's how life works. I had a little, little debate with a friend who was at the house the other day about this whole thing, and he just didn't want to believe it. And I thought, oh, okay, go back home. You live with your parents. You know what I'm saying? Not as a diss, but it's just like, I've been able to create a life for myself based on a system of beliefs and also a system of faith that everything is going to work out the way that it's supposed to work out. And so um there's really nothing that I can say to really convince somebody. I think they have to just kind of find out on their own.
0: All right. So the big uh, I think the big lesson here is be open-minded. Right when you say,
1: yeah, be open minded or try it your way, and if you've been trying it your way for twenty thirty forty years and it's not working, pull out a, pull a little something out of your cup and try something new that's it,
0: yeah, so I guess the uh any evidence if you want to call it that is in in those that do believe it and do connect to the uh to these ideas and end up succeeding um, right uh, whether you choose to to believe it or not, I think uh there's been many successful people that um that definitely swear by it, right?
1: yes there are, there are I think most of my successful friends uh, believe in the law of attraction to, to some extent or another mm-hmm. you know it, it's physics it's it's literally like Einsteinian physics. Um, you can find lots of Einstein quotes online or you know in his writings all about the law of attraction like attracts like you want to get something whatever you want to get might be on another vibration you've got to raise your vibration to meet it. that's how it works all
0: right Period. Right, so there is a uh, there is an Einstein quote that you put in the book that I pull out, and it goes, "Everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. This is
1: physics. Yeah.
0: So, my skeptics, go look into uh, quantum physics.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's real talk. You know, there there's uh there's there's documentaries out there like What the Bleep is Kind of Old. It's a little bit hokey, but um you know, if you can find some really basic uh John D. Martini in his book The Breakthrough the Breakthrough Experience breaks down quantum physics in a really basic way and maybe I think maybe the first two or three chapters and so that might be something. There's also another book called Ah uh, the science behind the secrets um I,
0: yeah, I, I recall something along those uh along those lines let me see if I can pull it up here quickly
1: oh I got it. I just pulled it off my shelf it's uh the science behind the secret decoding the law of attraction by Travis Taylor and it's very very scientifically backed and um yeah it, it's good stuff all right. right check it out
0: right so they're looking into uh Scientific literature. There's another book. Um, it's called the the field. I, I forget the author's name, but uh,
1: Lynn McTaggart.
0: Okay, so you've read that one as well.
1: I have it. I haven't read it yet, though. I've, I've hundreds of books in my house that I haven't read yet.
0: Yeah, my my reading list is not uh, is no. not getting any shorter. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So again, the there's there's plenty of um, science, and uh, I know we, we always want, love to to talk about science, and and whenever there's there's a belief. One of the first questions asked is, "Well, what science do we have to to back it up?" So, if uh, if anyone is interested, there's those few books that you can look into that um, I share a lot of the ideas that that we we've just talked about. All mm-hmm. right, so going into the uh, the last few steps here, Sean, um, I think we we've done a pretty good job of breaking down the uh, the starting point of of just kind of being in a place where you want to 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 change your life and transform from that that you have and and to the point where you you understand so again the first few steps understanding what it is you you need to understand about yourself in order to to get there choosing the thoughts that will will serve you in achieving what you want and then of course deciding deciding what you want um
1: well, I, 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 I want to jump in real quick because I don't want to miss this point because it's probably the most important point of the whole call. Because people are asking, I'm sure they're asking or thinking, "What do I do to move past this subconscious programming that I have?" And there's a book called Expectation Hangover by my friend Christine Hazler, and you may have read this, this 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 these couple of paragraphs in the book about how she breaks this down about how the brain works. So the way that you change a pattern in your brain is really interesting because what has happened over time, you know, I'll just give you her example here. <clears throat> Imagine, you ever been like in a field or something like that and there's a road, but that road wasn't really meant to be a road. It's just the fact that so many cars have gone over it that it just kind of became a road.
0: Right, the the road was created by those that
1: took the path. Exactly, and so, like the weeds don't grow out there anymore it's just it's just a road like a man made or car made road that leads somewhere, and that's kind of what's happened in our brains. We have created a brain pattern that kind of leads us to nowhere that brain pattern is the paradigm that exists in our subconscious mind. Our brains have been programmed for one particular thing, and that's what's giving us our results and so what if we wanted to create a new pathway? What we're going to have to do is what? We're going to have to drive our cars over new weeds over new tall stalks of whatever as well to get to a different place. Mm -hmm. And you're going to drive over it the first time, and it's going to be really bumpy, and you're going to get, you know, weeds all over the place, and you're going to kind of mangle the road, and it's going to be really just not smooth at all. It's going to be really rough. And the next time you do it, it's still going to be rough, but it's going to be a little bit easier. And the next time you do it, it's still going to be rough, but it's still going to be, it's going to get a little bit easier, and on and on and on and on and on. But if you continue to repeat it, See, it's the repetition that counts. The repetition is how you're going to overcome the paradigm and the negative beliefs that you have. And over time, if you keep going over that field, getting to where you want to go, what happens is you've created a new road. You've created a new pathway in the brain. And so, as I just said, the way to change your paradigm is through repetition. And so the thing that I recommend that we do in the book is a couple of things. Number one is to decide what you want, decide what your goal is, and to write it down. Make yourself a goal card or make yourself, I like to call it a shag card, and show so happy and grateful, now that. And you write down your goal as it's already been done as if it's already been done. I am so happy and grateful now that such and such has happened. Not that it's going to happen, but it has happened because one thing that your brain very much responds to on top of just the repetition is feeling. If you read um, some of the more recent Wayne Dyer stuff, of course, before he passed away, and previous to that will be uh, Neville Goddard, what they wrote about is imagining yourself into the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So here's the thing about your brain. Your brain can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And so if you continue to use your imagination and continue to get yourself into the state, to the emotional state of the person who has already achieved that goal, you're going to rewire your brain. And your body cannot help but to carry out the actions. Your body cannot help but to think the thoughts and to become the person that you want to become. Because whatever it is that you want, you've probably heard the phrase be, do, have. Mm -hmm. And what we're mostly focused on these days is doing. We want to know what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do, coach. What are the steps? What are the steps, coach? Give me the seven steps. That way, if I follow the seven steps, I can have whatever it is that I want. We forget about the being part. We have to become the person who we want to become. We have to become the person who does the things that need to be done in order to have the things that we want to have. And the way to become that new person is through repetition and through feeling. And this repetition I recommend that people do when they wake up in the morning and before they go to bed to visualize exactly where it is that they wanna be. And not just to see it, but to feel it. To literally close your eyes and to feel yourself doing what you want to do. When I close my eyes, I imagine myself in the house I want to live in. I imagine myself with a team who comes to my house every morning. I imagine saying hi to the, 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 the chef that comes in to prepare the meals for uh, my workers. I imagine my wife next to me. I'm not even married. I I, mentioned, I, I, I I visualize my wife waking up next to me, our baby who's in the crib, I, I, everything. It's clear. I feel it every single morning. I feel it every single night. So what's that doing to my brain? It is rewiring every single night, every single morning, every single day. Every time I see my, my goal card that sits right here on my desk, right to the left of me, right at eye level, I see that goal card probably 100 times a day, if not more. Over and over and over again, those words are getting programmed into my subconscious mind where it's like I have no choice but to do it. And that's how you want to, to 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 change that programming. That's the only way to change that programming is constant repetition and feeling yourself into the image of the wish fulfilled, and it'll happen for you. This is all broken down in the book, but I like talking about it, obviously.
0: Of course. So after after you become that person, after you uh, you. Visualize being being that person that you want to become, and all the uh, all the steps towards becoming or or manifesting those desires start to unfold. Um, well, how do we first? Uh, how do we connect to to those steps? How do we uh, how do we identify them once once they start to to become of uh, something that we can observe?
1: How do we observe?
0: I guess the question so is how do we is,
1: how do we notice the what?
0: You speak about the, uh, the universe or the, uh, the circumstances that, that are going to, to allow us to achieve what mm-hmm. we desire. Uh, you, you speak about how they, they become apparent, right? Um, how does one connect to, to those steps? How do we tune into our intuition to be able to identify that those are the next steps?
1: Well, just like you said, listening to your intuition is is a big part of it. You know, your intuition is just like this this wisdom that resides within all of us, so very seldom is our intuition ever off, you know? I I can't can't remember the last time where I just had an intuition about something and I was just completely wrong. So there's something within us. There's just a a power, and that's one of the powers that, you know, the hidden powers that I was going to talk about earlier in the show is our intuition. And um, when we raise our vibration, what happens is we elevate ourselves to another level. In the book, I kind of have a staircase because we have to realize that, you know, going after what we want reaching the vibration that we want to reach in order to match the vibration of whatever the thing is that, you know, that we want to bring into our lives. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens step by step. You know, there's something called the law of gestation. It's one of the universal laws. And basically it means that, you know, when you plant a seed, and this is a brand new seed that no one's ever planted before, we're not sure exactly when it's going to sprout. You know, So you can make a goal and put a date on it, but there might be a chance that it can happen sooner. It might be a chance that it happens on that date, but also a chance that it might happen a little bit later. That's just kind of up to the universe and also up to you as well in terms of your action. But the the analogy that I gave in the book is a staircase. And so what we do is we raise our vibration. We check out, we do our, our, our visualizing morning and night. We... Look at our goal card several times a day. We remind ourselves of what we want to get in our life to raise our vibration. And as we raise that vibration, what we start to notice is that through that vibration and through those good things, we start to take different actions. And as we take these different actions, we get different Events and circumstances and results that happen in our lives. We might meet somebody. It happens to me all the time. I set a goal and literally will meet somebody that week who can take me to closer to my goal. It's really interesting how this works. And so, basically, what happens as you raise that vibration and you continue to do the work, you take a step up. And when you take a step up, you're able to see life from a different perspective. And then, what you do is you gather, you adapt to that position. And then you raise your vibration up a little bit higher by using the tools, by using the circumstances, the events, the people, the places, whatever it may be that just got brought into your life. And you say, okay, okay, here's what I got now. Let's raise it again. You can keep on doing your work. You step up another step. You look around. Oh, things have changed. I've met this person. I'm in this mastermind. I came up with this idea for the business. I've decided that that's what I want to do. okay. Let's go ahead and connect these things. Let's work on that. Oh, a month later, I'm at another step. You just kind of keep going up and you progressively move towards your goal. See, the biggest problem that people have is they don't want to walk the stairs. You know, there's a quote that I see every once in a while on Instagram that said, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. And that's so real because everybody wants to be on chapter 20. Everybody who has like a, who's a woman who wants to have an online business, they want to be Marie Forleo. Marie folio has been online for like eight years, almost since I came online. Somebody wants to have a business like mine, it's like, yo, I started with a janky ass headset and a terrible microphone and webcam, poor lighting, poor audio, poor everything, but I just started making YouTube videos. And it was pretty whack, to be honest, but I just kept doing it. And so we have to start where we are and continue to climb the stairs. And as we climb the stairs, Things start to change, we adapt to it, and then we continue to move forward. But we also have to expect that there might be a few times when we find ourselves walking downstairs, taking a few steps back, but that's just part of the game. Whenever we have those failures, they're really not failures. What they really are are lessons. You will never meet a successful person who says they've never failed. Usually the most successful people are the ones who have failed the most, and that's just the way it works.
0: Right because failures are the lessons that are going to, to help you succeed.
1: I love failing. Failing is great. Someone comes to me, like they come to my house, and they want to talk about whatever's going on in their the world and things, the bad things that are happening in their business. And usually at some point I go, oh, my God, I'm so excited for you. And they look at me and they go, what are you talking about? I go, because, because you're going to come back here in two months, and you're going to talk about how everything you went through was amazing for you how you learn so much, and without that happening, yeah, it sucks that you're in it right now. Yes, I have compassion for you. I have empathy for you. I get it, all that stuff. Of course, you don't have to express all that, but at some point, I do express the fact that this is happening because it was supposed to happen, because you needed it along your journey, and if you didn't have it along your journey, you wouldn't appreciate the journey. That's it.
0: There you go. So, Last couple steps here, Sean. After we uh, after we failed numerous times, and uh, we've finally managed to to succeed again. Whatever, whatever, however you define succeed, two things you remind us to do is to to say thanks and to give. What are the importance of these these two steps?
1: <sighs> Saying thanks, gratitude. If you want to raise your vibration, you gotta be grateful. And the the analogy that I give in the book is. By Dr. John D. Martini, And I may totally butcher this But um, it goes like this Somebody comes to your house They come over for dinner You make an amazing dinner You planned it You cooked it It's an all day event for you You have your friends come over They eat We have a good, ch- good time We're jolly We're merry Everything And they leave Without saying thank you Do you invite them over again?
0: They ain't ever coming back
1: you coming back to my house. I'm good, right? <laughs> you better say thank you. That's one of the first things you learn when you're a kid. I have a little great nephew, Jack, and his mom is always teaching him to say thank you. You're taught this as a little kid. If you can't say thank you as an adult after I worked all this, did all this for you, for us, I'm, I'm good. You're not coming back. And that's the way life works. The universe, if you don't appreciate it, it says, well, all right, we're not going to give you anything else until you learn how to appreciate this stuff. What you appreciate, appreciates. and We have to remember that. One thing that I do every single day is I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for, and I try to make them different than all the other things that I've written down before, and I've written down a lot. And what that does is it completely changes your vibration because a lot of times we wake up in the morning if we're not doing our gratitude, and we tend to focus on the things that we don't have, the things that aren't going well. Man, I live in the United States of America. I've been to third world countries. I know what that's like. I know the fact that there's water that runs in my kitchen and in my bathroom is a miracle to somebody else living in another country. I know the fact that I'm standing on a hardwood floor right now instead of on dirt inside of my house is a miracle, that is a blessing. I know the fact that I can walk outside and know that I'm going to be safe in my neighborhood pretty much no matter what time it is, is a blessing. I'm blessed by the fact that I have two legs I can walk on, two arms that I can use, a car that I can get into, the fact that I can watch a basketball game that's going on in Oakland tonight, I can watch it on a screen that's in my my house. We forget. We take so much stuff for granted in our lives, and we forget how amazing this stuff is. How we live on this planet was a f-ing miracle. I mean, I'll sit in my tub sometimes and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we live in a ball. That's nuts." You have to be grateful for that. We got to be grateful for the people who are in our lives, our friends, our family, the people who we don't even know, the people that we're gonna meet later on in life. I'm just not grateful of, of, for the things I have right now. I'm grateful for the things that I know I'm gonna have in the future. And when you can do that, your entire perception of your life changes. And when you change that perception, and when you're grateful, as I said before, you raise your vibration. And remember, by raising your vibration, at some point, by continuing to raise it, you're going to match the vibration of whatever it is that you want in your life. And gratitude is the best way to do it, or one of the best ways to do it. Love and joy, I want to say, on the, there's a book called Frequency, and she actually lists the feelings um, that create the greatest vibration in your body. And I think love and joy was number one, and gratitude might have been number two, I think. But, um, yeah, that's gratitude right there. Be grateful for the things you have, because you know what? Your life could really, 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 really suck. Mm-hmm. And you believe Giving. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I was going to just get into giving here. You believe that it's the uh, the contribution to others that will allow you to find famil- fulfillment. And, uh Fulfillment is definitely something that we we talk about quite a bit here at Ascend. Uh, Do you feel like this is the only means of finding it?
1: Um, mm, No, I don't. That's actually a really good question. I probably don't have the best answer for that. I think fulfillment has a lot to do with knowing your truth, knowing why you're here, knowing that it's not all about you, that you're here to impact the lives of others. You know, if we weren't meant to impact the lives of others, if we weren't put here to serve others, if we weren't put here to connect with others, we would all just have our own planets and just hang out by ourselves all day. And so I think fulfillment is something that comes from within. I just wrote a, a um, a blog post about this last night and sent it out to my list And, you know, there was a a long time there where, and I feel like a lot of people do this as well, I used to think fulfillment was external to me. I used to think the fact that I have a couple really nice cars in my garage, and I have a really nice house with a really nice view and a hot tub in the back, and I get to work from home and make my own schedule and vacation whenever I want to and all that stuff, I felt like for some reason that that was supposed to be fulfilling to me. And... I had to learn the fact that all of that stuff that's happening outside of me is not what's fulfilling. What's fulfilling is what's going on within. Fulfillment happens within. And by expressing myself and getting to know myself and my truth more through study and personal development and all that stuff um, has brought me closer to fulfillment, becoming more spiritual, I think a lot of us focus too much on the physical, material side of life without focusing on our spirits, Uh, what's going on underneath, the fact that we're really just spirits who are just within bodies. Our bodies are just the vehicles. Our bodies are going to go, but our spirits are always going to be here. And to answer your question about the giving side of things, I feel like if there's one thing that everybody has been put on this earth to do, it's to serve. It's to serve other people. And if you look at, you know, and I'm going to so talk about business and finances again, but if you look at the wealthiest people in the world, and, you know, I, I know wealth can be so many things, abundance can be so many things, but if you look at the most financially wealthy people in the world, and this doesn't mean they're happy at all, To the people who serve the most, you know, um... The example that Don, uh, John DiMartini gives is, you know, everybody has heard of Windows, right? Everybody knows about Windows. Yep. That's why Steve Jobs is a billionaire. Or not Steve Jobs, Bill Gates is a billionaire. Everybody's heard of Mac and Apples and iPods and iPhones and all that stuff, which do a huge service to people. I mean, imagine your life without an iPad or, or a phone or a computer, Right? It's changed people's lives. It makes their lives easier, and that's why they're rich. That's why they're wealthy, because they provide a service for someone. The key to business, the key to life, really, one of the keys to life, is to find someone to serve and to find a way to serve them. For the business people, it would be find someone to serve and find something to sell to them but it's just to find someone to serve and give something to them, to solve their problems or to provide a joy for them. That's what it's really all about. And when you do that, you're not just doing that for them. You know, I know we, we like to be altruistic and all that stuff. and be like, oh, I didn't do it for myself. It wasn't about me. It was all about them. And da, 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 da. No, 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 no. You do a kind thing for somebody. If you solve their problem or you give them a joy, you're going to feel better too. And it might sound selfish, but there's nothing wrong with making yourself feel better by helping somebody else feel better. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody wins, you know. And so that's what life is all about, man. It's about giving, 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 giving. I Had a friend at my house yesterday. He has an he has an online business, and he just he just wanted to talk about numbers all day. Duh, 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 duh. How much money did this make? How much money, What's what's the call to action at the back end of a podcast? And I'm like, yo, there's no call to action at the back end of my podcast. I just give people cool stuff to listen to five days a week. That's it. I give. And I know that the universe is going to turn around and reward me at some point. It's not that I give in order to get. I give because that's just what I do. And I think if we had more people in this world who actually just became givers. It's funny. Somebody emailed me about this. First time I've talked about this. And I'm still working out the thought. But she emailed and she was like, you know, one thing I have a hard time with is the, con- the concept of haves and have-nots. And she said in order, for there to f- in order for the haves to exist then the have-nots have to exist. And my thinking on this was, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from, but I kind of like to look at all sides of things because from what I know is that the vast majority of the haves that I know are the biggest givers I know. And the people who are the have-nots that I know are the give-nots that I know. So is it really the haves and the have-nots, or is it the gives and the give-nots? If you find yourself in life and you don't have anything, there's a great likelihood that you're not giving anything either. You're not serving anybody. So once you decide to serve somebody, to really serve them, you'll notice that everything's gonna change in your life. You're gonna feel differently. You're gonna think differently. And when you think and you feel differently, you're going to act differently. And when you act differently, you're going to get brand new results. And that's what this entire call has been about.
0: Sean, I want to thank you for your time. I also want to thank you for teaching us how to beat fair doubt and indecision, and ultimately get anything we want. Um, we, we started off this call trying to focus in on how to get that which you desire, um, but I think we touched on a lot of other topics that I'm glad that we did. Uh, we touched on fulfillment, and what I got from, from that was that fulfillment comes from within, but when you look within, chances are you'll find that there's that that desire to to give and to serve and that's what it all comes down to at the end of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, Within you is so much power. Within in you is your will, your memory, your, your intuition, your perception, your imagination. All these beautiful things that have just been covered up with muck. Covered up, with, covered up with with just nasty beliefs and ex- expectations and all of this stuff in meaning that we've attributed to things. And it's just mucked it all up. And what we need to do is progressively start to peel away the layers. And what you'll find is there's a beautiful power within you that can literally do almost anything. Can't fly yet because a few things that we're never going to be able to do Possibly. Um, If we come back to to, to life in 2500, maybe all that stuff will be possible. But right now, we can't do it. But there's a whole lot of other stuff that we can do, and there's no reason why we can't do it. We are no different than the highest achievers that this world has ever seen. And the same power is within you. It's real.
0: Sean, thanks again for all the wisdom that you've shared today. Um, Ascenders, if you. Do want to uh, have a read through Sean's book, The One Percenters Mind? We, w- I will be posting a link in the, the show notes for you to do so before you go. Here, Sean, is there uh, is there anywhere else that our listeners can find you and your work?
1: Well, website is seancroxson.com. Um, I don't really interview people right now. Uh, I kind of put that on hiatus for a while. My, my A new project is the quote of the day. It's a a five-day-a-week, Monday through Friday um, podcast where I take clips of motivational speeches and I post them on the podcast. And there's a quote that I feature from the clip, and it's really rad. And a lot of people are listening to it now, and they love it and uh, really excited to get this thing going. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you, Brian.
0: Take care. So that's it for my interview with Sean, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I think Sean had a lot of great lessons to share that he has picked up on his way of building a successful life for himself, and I love the step-by-step process that he's created to help others do the same. I do highly recommend you check out the full ebook because it does go a little bit deeper into each of these seven steps. The ebook is available for free on Sean's website, which I'll link to in the show notes, which can be found at www.ascenshow.com forward slash two. Thanks for listening, guys. See you in the next episode.